Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi there, I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. I fell in love with a dessert when I was in college. This will sound nutsoid, but it's the truth. I lived in a dorm, and there was something the dorm made periodically that I absolutely loved. And that's why I'm saying this sounds crazy, because who loves dorm cafeteria food? But there was this dessert, and I have been trying to find it and figure out what it was. I've written to the university dorm system. Now, I have to tell you, this was a long time ago. They had no idea what I was talking about. They tried, though. They did look in their files as far as they could. They didn't find it. So I have gone back over and over to the web, trying to find something that's like what I remember. My problem is really that I had no idea what I was eating. I could only describe it. And at the time, I had no background for knowing what it might be. Now, my guess is it was a meringue. I know it would have to have been cheap to make, and it would have been something that was easy to make in large quantities, probably in humongous rectangular cake pans or deep sheet pans or something. Here's what I remember about it. It was crunchy, crispy, light on the top, and kind of white to beige. It had nuts in it, which I could have sworn were walnuts, but I don't really know. The middle was kind of the color of something that you put too much vanilla extract in. So kind of golden light brown. And it was almost translucent. And it was chewy. And it was very, very sweet, but crispy on the top and then chewy underneath the surface. So in my years since then, I have decided it must have been some kind of a meringue. So I keep searching for recipes that say meringue cakes or meringue pies. One time I tried a meringue cookie that I thought might be the answer because it had walnuts in it. It wasn't, but you can find that recipe on the website. They're very light and minimally sweet. They're called walnut meringue cookies, surprisingly enough. The website is thecookalongpodcast.com, and you'll find a ton of different cookies and desserts and stuff there. 
The second try I baked trying to find this recipe was, uh, well, it was it was disgusting. So I didn't finish it. I had a taste of it. I let it sit around for a few days because I felt guilty not eating it or sharing it or something. And then when it was sufficiently stale, then it was okay. I could throw it out. <laughs> so that's what I did at that point. This is a new one today. I want to try this again. This looks incredibly easy. It would have been very cheap to make. I have no idea if it's the right thing. It's called bees, as in the letter B, bees, pecan meringue pie. This recipe says to serve it with ice cream, which makes me think I still haven't found the right thing because I would think ice cream on something so sweet would be just too much sugar. On the other hand, maybe the dairy helps cut it. I've just got my fingers crossed. If this doesn't work, I, I'm just going to say whether it works or not. Anybody who has any idea what that dessert might have been, I would be more than grateful to hear your thoughts or your recipes. I really have been looking for this recipe for nigh on, I, you know, I, I'm not even going to tell you. Just a really, 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 really long time, okay? I was at school at the University of Washington and in the dormitory system there well before the year 2000, okay? That's as much of a hint as you're going to get. So if you have any clues about what the recipe is, let me know. Meanwhile, I'm going to try one more time to see if I might have found something that's sort of remotely like it. And we're going to try this recipe together if you're interested, or you can just listen, because the idea might appall you for all I know. I don't think that I was in the majority in people who might have liked this recipe. I just suspect it was too weird for many people, but I, uh, I really loved it. So here we go. There are two parts to this, and essentially three steps. First, we're going to need 20 Ritz crackers. And of course, they come in long tubes, and I got a box that has little short tubes. I have one tube here that's got 12 crackers in it, and one tube here that has 13 crackers in it. So obviously, I'm going to have to take a few of those out. 20 Ritz crackers isn't a lot. They are the ingredient that worries me the most. We need three quarters of a cup of chopped pecans, and I mentioned chopped because I'm not going to chop them because I actually have a bag of pecan pieces I'm going to use. So if you have whole pecans, that would be a do-ahead. I'll come back to that in a minute. We need a half cup of brown sugar. We need three egg whites, a quarter of a teaspoon of cream of tartar, a half a cup of white sugar, and a teaspoon of vanilla extract. The equipment that you need are two bowls, one of them larger than the other probably because we're going to have to fold everything together into it, and a pie plate, and a way to whip the egg whites. So a beater, I've got a hand blender that has a whip attachment, I'm going to use that, but you could also do it in your stand mixer or with a hand mixer. The do-aheads are to chop your pecans if you need to do that, to preheat your oven to 350 degrees and get your pie plate out. I'm going to do something a little crazy, probably, because I remember something that has to have been cooked in a square pan, and it was probably taller than the depth of a pie plate. I am going to put my batter into a loaf pan. This is a nine by five and a quarter inch loaf pan. And the volume, this is interesting to know, the volume of a nine by five and a quarter inch loaf pan is the same 
as a 10-inch deep dish pie plate. The difference, of course, is that one is going to make a deeper product, which means that it might cook differently. So I'm risking some things with using this loaf pan, but I just, I don't know. It's just part of the experiment. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The first step is to take care of what could be a do-ahead, actually, which is crushing those Ritz crackers. I am going to put my 20 Ritz crackers into a quart-sized Ziploc bag. It'll make less mess this way. We'll just crush it in there. Twelve for my first pack and eight for my second. One, two, four... Six, eight. There we go. See, I've tried these things with the Ritz crackers before, and it just, um, I just think it's a weird thing. I don't really understand the purpose of it. Now, with it inside the Ziploc bag, I'm going to roll a rolling pin over it and crush it down into fine bits. This is fun. This is good for your emotional well-being. I'm going to make them just as fine as I can get them. I think I have to let some air out of here first because it's preventing me from doing what I want to do. There we go. All right, now. I want them very fine because I don't want anything resembling Ritz crackers in my dessert. All right, 
Seems like a pretty fine powder. That goes into the first bowl. Just empty the bag right in there. And then the chopped pecans. Three quarters of a cup of those. These are about the size of pencil erasers. If I had been chopping my own, I would have made them finer than that. I probably would have gotten pretty close to a powder with those too, because that's what my nut chopper does. Okay, uh, and then a half a cup of brown sugar, and I am just using the same quarter cup measure that I used for the nuts, because why dirty a half cup measure when I can put in two one quarter cup measures? Okay, now we just mix that up. This is such an easy looking thing. I mean, we really don't do very much of anything. Okay, that brown sugar kind of hides the rich crackers. I feel better. You can't tell they're in there. Now we need the second bowl. And for this, I'm gonna get my cream of tartar out now because sometimes I have trouble finding it. I use it so rarely that it lives in my basement and I only know that after, of course, I try finding it in my cabinet. It's not with my standard spices either. I keep this in a very special place. There we go. I keep it with my extracts that I haven't opened yet. I don't know what to say. It seems like a bizarre place to put it, but I guess it's a baking thing. So there it is. Okay, I'm back upstairs now. I've got my cream of tartar. And I'm going to get my vanilla out. I am going to use a double-strength vanilla because I figure the more vanilla, the better. This comes from Penzi's. You've heard me talk about it before. If you'd like me to send you a jar of it, this stuff is really expensive. Excuse me, it's a bottle. Send me an email. Cindy at the Cook Along Podcast and say, I would sure love a bottle of Penzi's pure double-strength vanilla extract. The first three people who do that, I'm going to send you a bottle. Now into the second bowl, we're going to put just the egg whites, not whole eggs. So you have three eggs in front of you, and we're going to do them one at a time. We're not going to use an egg separator. We're going to do it with our hands. You're going to just do what I say. But listen first. You're going to crack the egg. Then you're going to gently open it with your thumbs. And then you're going to separate the halves of the egg so that you have half of that shell face up in both hands and one half will have the yolk in it. Here we go. That was the smack on the counter. Separating the egg, you have to kind of do this up and downy direction so that the egg doesn't fall in. But the egg white is already dripping. You'll probably notice that. And then a big clump of it comes out. And now what we have in our hands is in my left hand, at least I have half of an eggshell with an egg yolk in it surrounded by a little white. And in my right hand, I have not half an empty eggshell. So I'm dumping out the extra white from there. And then I'm tipping the egg yolk from the other side into the empty half and making sure the egg white is out of the empty half. And now I'm putting two fingers like jail bars over the top of the half with the egg yolk in it to keep the yolk in. And I am tipping the whole egg kind of sideways slash upside down to get the rest of the white out of there. We want to do this without, hopefully, breaking the yolk. 
Now, I should have told you, you're going to have to have a little bowl or something to put the yolk in. We can't use it here, which makes me very sad because it's very hard to use just a yolk of an egg. But that's how it's going to be, and it's going to be that way for three eggs. So do that again. Uppy downy direction. Open it up. Let the white fall off. Tip the yolk into the other side. Let more white fall off. If you need to, tip the yolk back into the first side. Let more white fall off. And then do the jailhouse wall with your first two fingers. And tip the half with the egg in it upside down so the rest of the white drips out. You may have to encourage it by pulling on that white a little bit. Hopefully not. And then the yolk goes in the little bowl. Egg number three. Smack it on the counter. Turn it in the long top to bottom direction and split it in half. Let the egg white roll off. Tip the yolk into the other half. Dump out the white. Make the little cage with your fingers and dump the rest of the white out. Now, we have three egg whites in the large bowl in front of us, and we have three egg yolks that we don't know what we're going to do with in a small bowl. Those can be added to scrambled eggs, or perhaps to a quiche, or an omelet. It's a little hard to know how to use them, but don't throw them out until... Oh, it's kind of like what I told you before. If it sits around long enough, then it gets old enough that you don't feel bad throwing it out. <laughs> That's a terrible way to do this, but it is what I do. Just put a little plastic over the bowl until you figure out what to do with them. Maybe I'm having scrambled eggs for dinner. Now into those egg whites goes a quarter of a teaspoon of the cream of tartar. This helps them stiffen into a meringue. It doesn't take a lot. You'll get fluffy egg whites, but not a meringue if you don't put that in. And now we're going to just beat that. So it goes on your mixer, or you need your mixer out, or like I said, I'm using an immersion blender. And we're going to just beat it until stiff peaks form. That means that when you pick your beater blade up out of there, it leaves a little mountain behind it. A pretty stiff, reliable mountain. It doesn't fold over and it doesn't sink back down. You should probably go away to do this now that I think about it. Come on back when you have those stiff peaks I described. I should say to be sure you turn your mixer attachment off before you try to test for peaks. And when they are really done, they'll be stiff and super white and shiny and they won't have any curlies that flop over. Now we've got this nice meringue and we're gonna add the sugar and the vanilla. So into that nice glossy white mixture now goes a half a cup of white sugar. Just sort of sprinkle it over the top. Well, sprinkle it, pour it. I mean, a half cup's kind of a lot of sugar for this amount of meringue. And then your vanilla. Like I said, I'm using the double strength, but a teaspoon of regular vanilla is also fine. The double strength is just kind of an indulgence that I've decided on. And then we beat it again. I'm not gonna send you away this time.
because we're just getting it to where it's combined. Now that is a gorgeous color. That is the right color. That's the color I remember. Oh my goodness. I will be so excited if this is actually what I've been looking for all these decades. All right. One last step. Now we take the first mixture that we've got. You know, the Ritz crackers and brown sugar and nuts. And pour that on the top. And we do something called folding it in. Which means you use a rubber spatula or something and just really gently scoop the meringue up from the bottom and fold it over the top of the dry stuff. And just keep doing that. Scoop around the side, down at the bottom, and then up over the top. So that brings the meringue up to the top and sends the crumbly stuff into the middle. Actually, not the bottom, but into the middle. Folding really just means stir it very gently because we don't want to deflate the meringue. But you want to be sure you get everything mixed in together and moistened, right? So we don't want dry patches of Ritz crackers ugh, with brown sugar. That would be ugh. The folding technique is just a way to gently mix everything together. Now I'm noticing that some of my dry ingredients are being a little reluctant to mix in. So it's going to take a few folds, many folds. Okay, now this goes into the pie plate, or in my case, the loaf pan. And this recipe doesn't say we have to do anything. Uh, this makes me a little nervous, but it doesn't say we have to do anything to prepare the pan. I don't know why it wouldn't stick like the Dickens. Mmm. I can't do it. I'm going to have to just put... I just can't. I hope this doesn't mess it up. I'm going to put a tiny spray just at the bottom of canola spray. I hope that wasn't a mistake. And then we pour the stuff into the pan. Well, it doesn't take up a lot of space. This loaf pan business might actually work out. You know, it's a definite risk to modify a recipe you've never tried before. But I so want this to look like what I remember. And that was square. Hence <laughs> the square pan. That's really the only reason. It is. That's all of it. Now this goes into our preheated 350 degree oven for 20 minutes. So go away. While that 20 minutes goes by, clean up your kitchen a little bit and then come back. Alrighty, 20 minutes have gone by and I'm taking this out of the oven. Now, mine is deeper than it would have been. You know, I poured it deeper in this pan than I would have if I'd put it in a pipe pan. So there's a distinct possibility that it'll be undercooked. However, I also know that if you want a meringue to be chewy, just undercook it a little bit. So I'm touching the top and it springs back a little. I don't know whether it's supposed to do that or not. I'm trying to see if it's still wobbly. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to just trust because I do want the middle chewy. And it's still warm enough. So here comes the hardest part of this whole recipe. It now needs to sit here and cool for a few minutes. And as soon as it's not too hot to put in the refrigerator, it has to go in the refrigerator where we have to wait. It has to be chilled for three to four hours. Three to four hours. Hours. So we don't even get to find out what this is like. For a long time, that is the hardest part of this recipe. It looks really good. 
I just have no idea what I've got here. And I am not going to know for three to four hours. Well, so anyway, unlike some recipes where I leave you as soon as it's completed, this one, obviously, I'm going to have to come back and tell you what we got. So in three to four hours, I will be back to cut this into pieces. Leave it be, Cindy. Stop worrying about it. I'll be back. We'll cut it. I'll take some pictures. I'll tell you what I think of it. Keep your fingers crossed with me, and I will talk to you in a bit. It has been two hours and 50 minutes, and I don't want to wait anymore. I know it's supposed to be three. It's close enough. I'm going to cut this now and see what it looks like and see if it's stuck to the bottom. Oh, golly. Okay. It's, uh, it's crunchy on the top. It's soft in the middle. It's sticking a little to the sides, and I don't know how I'm going to get it out of here. Here's a spatula. Yes, I think we needed to grease the pan. Okay, this, oh my goodness, this is close, but I think I didn't cook it long enough. I think I needed to cook it a little bit longer because it's deeper. But it's as close as anything I've ever come. Oh, shoot. Huh. Okay, well, this falls under the category of cooking can and will go wrong. I wouldn't say it's wrong. I would say it's just a hair underdone. I would also say it looks like it might be what I'm hoping for. So here's what I ended up doing. I did a minute and a half on the middle power level of my microwave oven. I decided after that that I really didn't know whether it would cook the rest of that meringue or it would make it even runnier because it might just sort of melt everything. So I just brought it to room temperature, got it out of the cold stage from the refrigerator, and then I stuck it back in a preheated 350 degree oven for 10 minutes. If yours was put into a pie plate, it probably was perfectly well done. It's just because I got adventurous and wanted to try squares instead of pie slices. And so I think that was the issue with mine. And it appears that 30 to 35 minutes would have been the right amount of time for my loaf pan version. So anyway, once I baked it again, of course, then I had to also cool it again. So it's way longer before I could eat it than I wanted it to be. Well, I think this is it. I think after, oh my God, I don't even want to say, after a really long time of searching... I think I finally found out what that was. This is intensely sweet, which it would be, because think about it, we put both brown sugar and white sugar in it, and not a lot else. I still don't know what the Ritz crackers do, although they probably add a little salt to make this more palatable. I like it. I do think ice cream or whipped cream with it would mellow out the intense sweetness somewhat. Give it a creamy contrast that would be nice. This is working for me. I think a lot of people might not really like it because it's too sweet. But it is what I was after. I really believe it. I finally found it. <laughs> Sorry. Kind of inhaling this. It's been a long time coming. I'm going to go 
and I won't make you listen to me eat it. I'll have pictures on the website, and the ingredient list, of course, is also there. Tell your friends that you like listening to the Cook Along podcast, and that you learn things here that are helpful in your kitchen. Until next time, happy cooking! deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Ko-fi. KO-FI.com slash the Cook Along Podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.